Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 282. I'm back, y'all. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. Yes, uh, I had a glorious time on my trip. I hope to do it more often. I had a glorious time with two-week Tony vacation. Oh, thanks. Just kidding, I missed you. Yes, uh, Josh is out sick this week, uh, a.k.a. he just didn't want to see me as always. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but... We had a great time. I, I talked briefly about uh, Oktoberfest, but then we kind of got into uh, some books. Yes, Marvel Legacy number one, which took a lot of time because there is a lot of book to cover. A lot of book, and there's a lot more coming out of Marvel that can't wait to, to learn about. Uh, we'll probably learn more come New York Comic Con time yep, next week. For sure. Uh, we also talked about uh, Batman the Murder Machine. Yes. Which is incredible. And that whole metal series is great. It's amazing. Scott Snyder, of course, does it again. Yes. Uh, we talked uh, about some bad Hocus Pocus news. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we basically caught up on the news that happened while you were gone. So a lot of old news, some new news, some new, new news. I love new, new news. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, everyone grab your favorite uh, beverage and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast, episode 282, Absinthe Makes the Heart Grow Fonder. I see what you did there. <laughs> Big yawn. Gotta gotta throw in the towel once in a while. I yeah. Well, you're gonna say no. You don't throw in the towel ever. Say no. I don't know why. Yeah, it's always a fighter. No, I don't know why I'm fucking tired. It's probably because of that giant hamburger I ate. Now I'm in like Thanksgiving sleepy mode. (laughs) You know, it's without the turkey and all the fries you ate. Yeah. Five Guys is amazing. It is. That's our advertisement for today. <laughs> Please give us free burgers so we can get super fat. <laughs> I, would, I would live on that. You, well, you would live very shortly on that. It would be a happy short <laughs> it would life. Be. <laughs> it would be happy. You know what also makes me happy? What? Being back with No, me? no. Being back in the podcast The memories <laughs> of being gone. <laughs> Oktoberfest is heaven. Yeah. It is like... I've I've gone to Vegas. That's fun. Then went to Mardi Gras and thought nothing could top Mardi Gras. I don't think anything could top Oktoberfest. And it's not even for like the beer because they're all lagers and pilsners. Like they, they're all right. They're yeah. a little bit more um, alcohol content than you would get here. But I mean, you drink it like water. The thing is, because they don't like really believe in IPAs and other right. beer that we are They're not in the craft beer movement. No. Although they have like uh founders there. Really? I mean, well, actually especially when we went to Madrid too, there's uh the Spanish company that bought a uh, big percentage of founders for the European market. Uh-huh. So they sell founders over there. Fancy. Yeah, but a lot of those places though it's, you know, it's it's a right beer. I mean, I think uh, they all tasted the same. Lowenbrow, I felt, tasted the best out of all of it. But each hall is like a beer hall. Like, it's sponsored by that 
beer mm-hmm. place, and they have their beers that they made for uh, the giant festival. And this place is like, I want to say at least two two miles, like two square miles, maybe a mile and a half. Like it's fucking huge. Yeah. And it's it's just the even if you're not drinking. My dad went with us. He doesn't drink. He enjoyed. There's like rides like that are better than like Cedar Point Michigan Adventure. Like how they they build these things each year. Put them up, take them down, put them in a closet, hide them away until the next year. Is fucking nuts. Yeah, it's everything in an underground bunker. Yeah, there it, are probably trap doors that open up, and it all just, just comes up out of the ground. That would be even cooler. <laughs> but like how they build these tents, they call them tents. They're really like buildings that have indoor plumbing and kitchens. Those are all not there structurally either. That's crazy. That's the biggest crazy part. I think the other crazy part is just how much fun you have. It is just good cheer. So like like I was going to say, like with my dad, he didn't drink. He had fun on the amusement rides, but he also was just like, it's just the emotions of the place. You're just there being happy. Yes. Yeah. Some people can have a little more indulgence and get too drunk. You just kind of, you get a beer in hand. And then like when every 20 minutes and pro sit comes on, uh, you just start like, Doing the, like the cheers motion, yeah. and then yeah. And I was then, just gonna ask you to sing a song. I only know those words. There's a, another word like it's en pro sit and pro sit, and my German friends are gonna like be pissed. At, <laughs> you know, like, a good portion of our listeners are German. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Remember. We didn't know what those words were. And we should have easily looked them up. Yeah. And then we all saw like the words after when we got back because we didn't really have service over there because we didn't want to pay international roaming. Yeah. But uh, what I will say is like anyone that has the chance to go, just just go. It's totally worth it. Even when you're just giving your money away because they're all the beers are like eleven euros now they're liters. And then you start doing the math of like, man, I just spent a shit ton of money yesterday. You probably got drunk, but not as much as like 70 bucks or whatever would get right. you. Right. You should be dead after that. Yeah. So that's the one down part, but you're having so much fun, it doesn't matter. Right. And then how you actually drank seven, eight liters and kept that in your body. Like, <laughs> you're going to be going to the bathroom a lot. And luckily, German engineering has that worked out where he's kind of go on in and it's quite easy. Sorry, ladies, but that doesn't quite work no, for I you know. guys. There's a huge fucking line. I know. Having to sit to pee is a huge inconvenience. <laughs> they also love, like, American music. So they played, like, a lot of classics and everything that was great that we could sing to. And everyone over there pretty much spoke English. Right. Uh, there was a few instances where, like, you get these tables. And you got to get there early enough to get the tables. And you stay there pretty much the whole day. Sometimes people will start like, can I sit there? And you let them sit and then they bring 10 of their friends and then they take over the table. It happened one time when we had two tables next to each other because we had a large group of like 13 people, Mm -hmm. actually 15 when we added other people that was in. Then, so we were okay. We still had one of the tables. Uh, I let two guys sit down that were from like Czechoslovakia and they spoke enough English to where we could have conversation. It was interesting talking to other people around the world, right? Getting their takes on what they think of Oktoberfest, their thoughts on beers, how it is there. Me explaining how from Grand Rapids our beer scene. Uh, a couple people had 
but a bunch of them haven't. Right. I mean, yeah. And I say founders is because that's the biggest one from Grand Rapids. Right. There's other ones that people in the U.S. would know. Anywhere outside of the U.S., they Not wouldn't have so heard of much, them. Right. So that was a cool part. There was one time when we actually legitimately commandeered a table from someone else. We had the girls get up there first, and ah, so and then infiltration. Lift, yep. Then lift one of the guys up, and then we pretty much just knocked these people out of their table that they've been Rude saving. Rude Americans. <laughs> There was half Americans and half Australians, so okay. it was, it was a, a good mix of half and half that we uh, we infiltrated nice. uh, with with the friends that we had. It I could go on and on about stories, and it's just I I needed like Back to the Future. We need to go back, Marty. We need to go back. <laughs> uh, so me and my friends are planning two years. Nice. We're gonna try to do it every other year because. To really do that every year, it's costly. Yeah, but if we can plan it correctly, and like Madrid was fun too; it was beautiful, but it's not compared to right what Oktoberfest was. So good, glad you had fun. Glad you missed me. Yes, I missed you so much. I know you can tell, right? I know Josh missed me so much, so much so that he's not here again. I know (laughs) him sick. And I know that he's sick because, like any true Michigander, he asked me to pick up some burners on the way home. Aww. <laughs> and are you going to pick him up some just, like, can- Canadian dry or whatever? Yeah, the no. other ginger ale? Because I want to drink it, too. I love burners. <laughs> 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 but you, you, while you were gone, you missed me do- reviewing, I finally read the Jean Grey Phoenix Generations comic book, the one that you Did wanted you like me it? to read. It was all right. It was all right. It was the story was okay. It wasn't anything that blew my mind. It it was interesting. Uh, young Jean Grey uh, punched the shit out of Galactus and knocked him the fuck out. Oh, those things yeah. always fucking pissed me yeah. off. I mean, they've had they had it. Deadpool did it once, and it was kind of funny. They had the Red Hulk do it, and because of the Red Hulk, who like exponentially can be stronger than the regular Hulk, uh, I could actually kind of see that doing. Yeah. But you have other like characters yeah. like just do that, and it was and it wasn't even Phoenix Jean Grey. It was like Jean Grey, like oh, Jean that's Grey. even more terrible. Using her new her new psychic ability that the the kinetic blast that she has. No, yeah. that's not the thing. That's not the person that you then all of a no. sudden say you use the Hulk. Actually, that right. would be a good one to say because he can sometimes lose, but to really take. A world eater and be like, yeah. oh, he can get his ass kicked all the time. Why do we need the ultimate right. nullifier for him? Like, he's not that scary. Yeah, that's stupid. It it was it was pretty dumb. Okay, but it really it, all it did is set up the fact that the phoenix is coming back. That's really all it did. All right. One of the things that I didn't do is listen. <laughs> I didn't think so. No, I meant to. <laughs> Uh, it's just, uh, with jet lag and everything this past week, getting back, I really, I mean, I was gone two weeks right. and I, I just haven't had the chance to. And, and I, I was like, I wasn't going to mention that, but then I was like, shit though. I love comic book news and learning about things, mm-hmm. even though I'm usually the ones teaching Josh stuff cause he doesn't know anything. Oh, he does too know things. I know, but he won't know I said it cause he doesn't listen. I know. <laughs> But uh, what, other, what other big, like, huge developments in, in comic book world? Next week we have New York Comic Con, so we'll have a lot of news yes, coming out next and week. Really, honestly, like, I we talked about Jean Grey a whole lot while you were gone. 
I mean, a lot because the whole they announced the whole Phoenix resurrection thing. So I got like real deep into Jean Grey news for two weeks in a row. <laughs> it's yeah. I do wish you were here last week though because I reviewed Samurai Jack. Number one, the the Quantum Jack, and I don't know a lot about Samurai Jack, so I miss you being here because I know you know more about Samurai Jack than I do. So I'm going to have to lend you that comic book and okay. have you read it so that you can explain to me I would be happy what's to. going on. But it's really cool because the way they're setting it up is like, he in this book, Samurai Jack isn't Samurai Jack. He's like some mercenary from like a post-apocalyptic future Mad Max type world. And like in the next one, it looks like he's going to be a luchador. So they're doing like different. Like jobs kind of. They're they're like different versions of him through realities. Oh. And like in this one, the mercenary Jack was like having visions of himself as a samurai. And it was just so like. What's the the title called or what's the Quantum Jack. Okay. So So like Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, you know, uh, you'll have to to fill me in on that. All right. Well, let's get into some books from this week. Yes. You have a big fat one to unpack. Yes. And uh, this is probably, well, I mean, it, it, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Re- uh, Rebirth, uh, number one, <laughs> from Marvel Comics. <laughs> no, but really, Marvel Legacy, number one, which it, in every way possible, it is copying the Rebirth formula. And at this point, I mean, it's not something that people and reviewers should bitch about. No. You should embrace it when it works. Yes, you can kind of poke some fun at, like, all right, really, they already did. But this, when it comes to, like, an event, like, if you straight up copy Alien Invasion, then, like, you know, the Superman hero saves the day, like, okay, that's straight up ripoff. But right. when you're rebooting an entire world, mm-hmm. kind of, which this isn't even really rebooting, but it, it is. Yeah. But much like Rebirth, it wasn't really a reboot, but it, it was. Right. Uh, Reset. Yeah. And it kind of goes in, this book has... It's like 48 pages. It's, it's, a, it's a big one. one. Yeah. And it has a lot of different stories within it. But unlike uh, when you pick up any of like the solicits or anything where they'll have like like a couple pages of this and check out next time in like Shield number one or mm-hmm. check out next time in Wolverine where you only get a few things. This read like a normal story through the beginning to end, but it really was choppy with just, and now we're going to check in on these people. You got a couple pages of these people, what they're up to, and you're kind of getting a foundation of what Marvel's going to be doing. Right. In the beginning, there was <laughs> one million years ago, the Stone Age. Yes. And what you have is the what they've uh, talked about, one million BC Avengers. And when they start teasing that, like, I'm kind of giving up on the whole continuity because when it, they do you know rake retcon and reboot you gotta just gotta let it go you gotta go with whatever they're doing yeah and yeah. and but i do like when they do these soft ones like with when dc did it everything else has happened it's just now we shifted into this universe where other things are now have happened and within this one it feels a little forced, but once you start getting the dialogue and you're seeing the characters of the 1 million BC Avengers, right. 
it actually kind of makes sense. It's kind of cool. And it's, we already knew from the Thor one that there was going to be Odin. Right. Having the hammer and he had some hookup with Jean Grey. What? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, with Phoenix. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I associate one and one. not Jean Grey. (laughs) Who knows, man? It's pro Magnum Phoenix. She's died and come back so many times. She's been around since then. It's true. What I loved about it is they took a couple other of the big powerful uh, cosmic beings and placed them here because you can't have, um, I mean, you have your Thor-like character, but to have like an Iron Man here and there, to call it an Avengers, you kind of need to have an eclectic group of varying degrees. But what I loved is they had the Panther God, the original one. So you have like a a Black Panther T'Challa like uh, creature. Now these also it's kind of like the Dawn of Man. So you don't necessarily know are these actually just the spirits personified, or how can some of these people be? Because you have uh, the Doctor Strange character. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Guess. Can you guess who the sorcerer from a bajillion years ago would be? Jesus. No. <laughs> you do know a million BC stands for a million years before Christ. That's what AEP. Wow. Okay. No, uh, it's Agamotto. Oh, fuck yeah. That makes I mean, sense. it makes sense. Yeah. And so that was cool. They had uh, um, and the original Iron Fist uh, type person. Um, and then you had. Uh, Oh, the uh, the last person kind of it was like he was like a Hulk like creature, mm. but he looked kind of more like a, a caveman. But what he had was the Starbrand uh, brand, which Starbrand, who within the last couple of years has become a main uh, cosmic uh, power within the universe, um, the protector of Earth. Uh, having that like just power have always kind of been there since the dawn of Earth was kind of cool, and you kind of get then that Hulk creature who's. Right. Powerful because of that, but also because dumb. it's a caveman, yeah, kind of dumb. So it just, it worked. And and they've been protecting Earth from way back when Celestials have, have come to Earth, other beings in the galaxy have come to Earth, you know, experimenting why Earth is always so great. I, I, even, even Odin is like, I don't know why I created this world, like... <laughs> So much shit happens. Yeah. And it, it, it was awesome. And then you get to nowadays where... Oh, and then the other big spirit back then was uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. Now, they're the spirit of vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's the one where I'm kind of like... I don't know my lore of Ghost Rider as much, but I don't think that that spirit has been here all those... Like, has there been enough time for there to be vengeance yet? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are they vengeful against? Yeah. Each other? Yeah. The two people that have come Grog to Grog hit me with rock. Me burn him <laughs> to fire. Me create fire. Skull fire. And then all the other, like, apes are, like, putting fire on their head. <laughs> so, but you then, but like I said, the transitions within this book, and this is just one of them that I'll explain. You then get to, uh, to, was it Robbie Reyes? Mm. Who's the, the, current. the current yeah, ghost, ghost rider. Yeah. Which is awesome. I like the. I do still think the motorcycle's cooler, but I like his character being a younger uh, yeah, his, Spirit of Vengeance. His little skull face is weird to me, but. I, I kind of like it too, but you kind of then get to him and you follow him to 
he doesn't know where he woke up at, where he's at. Um, but obviously, the Ghost Rider, that you know, side of him got him there. There's a little bit of battle with, with Starbrand and what they're going after. I'll kind of leave that up so that people can see. But it's it's one of those where I, I get why it's a big deal. Because you always need to have the one-ups from the year before. Right. Or what's going to happen. But more of this book was just reveals of of what's going on in the, the Marvel Universe as is. We have... Uh, Kind of the the Avengers, the Lady Thor, Captain America, Falcon, and the, the new Avengers, basically. Yes, yeah. but they are like the Avengers. This was the part where I was a little upset because uh, Ironheart wanted to say Avengers Assemble, but the writing, you, you, she's like, Avenge, what's what is it again? Like, bitch, please, you've been around. Well, also, for she's a, like super smart. Yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> She's, like, super smart, and she forgot that their call is Avengers Assemble. Yeah. That's what really... <laughs> that that really brought me out of the book, and I was like, all right, that's a check mark in the negative, but we'll keep going um, with uh, some... But that, that story, you then have... Uh, so, setting up this whole world, that story kind of blended into some other stories within here, because it had Loki trying to steal one of the Infinity Gems, mm-hmm. Um or Infinity Stones now, as they're called. Um, that kind of then goes into uh, Steve Rogers being on the run because he was Everyone Hydra. Everyone hates him, yeah. Uh, you then get, like, some prophecies from Asgard, and and I don't know who Mangong is, but or Mangog, but I believe he was a character before. I can't remember. Yeah. So then uh, you then get... Uh, Deadpool is now going to be a bad guy again. Oh, okay. And I'm okay with that. I am kind of, but I don't know how I'm going to read that because like when he originally debuted, he was a bad guy. Right. He didn't have his own series and then slowly if you're going to have your series, you kind of need to be somehow a good guy. Right, because we can't idolize bad guys. And you know why he's turning bad? Uh, no. Because he idolized Steve Rogers. And Steve Rogers was then bad, bad. And now he, he's having a crisis well, and of he, conscience. And he killed, uh, um, fuck, now I'm forgetting, uh, Coulson. Right. Oh, yeah. So he's got that hanging on his mind. So he's now just like, he feels bad. He's just like, whatever. Aw, sad Deadpool. Yeah. And he's going back to being, uh, to. The Mark with the Mouth. Being evil. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting take on him. And, for when everyone's like, you know, well, you know, of course a bad guy's always going to go back to bad guy. I've honestly never really, even though, like I said, he was a bad guy. Right. I've never really pictured him ever really being a bad guy. Well, they, did, just... they did say they're taking these characters back to their roots, right? So mm-hmm. it makes sense that they're returning him to his natural state. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I have heard rumors that, that he's going to be teaming up with Cable and maybe actually trying to kill Cable again, which is how those pair got together right. in the first place. That will be interesting. Um, the other, like, the biggest reveal, which kind of went with the ending of the, uh, with the Avenger uh, can't assemble group, was <laughs> was the Frost Frost Giants were able to steal the secret, whatever it was. And I'm like, I know exactly what's going to be in this fucking case. Yeah. It's going to be an Infinity Stone. Yeah. And the dude gets run over by... Uh, and a, I had a motorcycle? A, no, by a giant semi truck oh. that says beer. Ah, and the other ride of the 
short, hairy one. Yep, and from it, out steps uh, Wolverine, and he's then holding one of the Infinity Stones, and... and I'm pretty sure it's the Mind Gem, I'm gonna say. See, I can't remember from the, um, from the colors now, and when they've switched it within, um, within the, uh... The movies, right? If they've been doing that, because me and my brother used to know what each gem by color, uh, stone. Fuck, they're gems. Call them gems, Marvel, right. MCU. Uh, but he, he goes, "Ain't we a hell of a pair?" And that kind of ends there, even though uh, it was kind of cool to show. Uh, I didn't know he got buried up in Canada, but it showed uh, his little adamantium casing yeah, being cracked, cracked open. open. Yeah, and, and I thought that was cool. What I thought would have been cooler is if he was encased with the Mind Stone. And so he was in there the whole time and that was sustaining him until right. he could break out. Like how he really did. I, I want to know how he broke out. And that's, I'm sure, kind of yeah. part of the the mystery of, of you know. Does it, so, because I, I briefly looked at this book and I looked at the picture of the adamantium being broken open very briefly. It's a very long book, so I didn't want to like skim through it too much because I actually want to read it. Mm -hmm. But like, does it look like it came from the inside? Yeah. So it looks like he broke out instead of somebody freed him. Well, I don't know though. Cause like, I don't know how you would break that in half, like an egg when your claws are in your arms and That's how true. you're going to move within right. here. I mean, in what was kind of cool is like Jean Grey was the one that went in and of course. saw it. And of course. Does this Gee. then mean Cyclops has to come back at some point? God, I hope not. I Let's don't know. I like, like the old. I like the new Cyclops. He became the an young, asshole. The young Cyclops? No, not young Cyclops. The, oh, old, the old, old one. Yeah, main one. Because I guess Cyclops could come back, and it would be the the young one. Yeah, but the other one's dead. So, so we know that the person they're bringing back from the dead is Wolverine. Obviously, it came out in this first one. I didn't what? know that they were going to do it right in issue one. I didn't know. Well, no, I knew they were going to do an issue one because they were kind of teasing it for that. But there are some other people that are coming back. Because right. I, I, there's always the tease of the Fantastic Four. Right. Um, and before I get to that, one of the one of the pages, it's just one page of the Wakandan Empire in one part of like uh, the galaxy. So okay, now they are like spacefaring oh. uh, nation. That's interesting. It kind of if how that got to that, I don't remember seeing that transition. Um, not in Ultimates, not in the other books that I've read. So I don't know how how they they now have a that is interesting because they're usually very like focused on their like area, the Wakandans. Like that's where their power is. Yeah. So for them to be in space to me is super weird. Yeah. So. The biggest reveal for me, though, because we already knew Wolverine was coming back. Yeah. We already said it. Is within the last couple pages. And you get who the narrator is throughout this. Because with a story like this, you know, you have some thought bubbles for people. You you get to... Uh, I did love Wolverine. Well, after he killed one of the Frost Giants, he put a beer can within him. He's like, keep that cold for me, bud. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's cool. Uh, is is the ending. And what also was interesting, which I need to look up a little bit more, do you understand what the hand is for DC? No. So, uh, 
I know what the hand is in terms of that group that Daredevil, Daredevil fights, fights against. So with within the DC universe, and I've only read up a little bit of it, and I do need to do a lot more research. It has something to do with uh, the what the fuck do they call it there? The source, their their ultimate god person, and how the hand is like their their heart of their universe, right? And who's out there creating universes but Val and uh, Franklin Richards? Really? And that was a big reveal. Them going to... Well, they're they're checking out other universes. So they looked at that. So whether that's a nod to DC as if they're just, you know, putting that in there to kind of be like, there's another universe they created. But she ultimately is saying there's one universe where she wants to go. And then she's like... Come on, butt licker. Follow me. <laughs> You're my sister, butt face. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> and that will be a very cool reunion because we have Johnny and the thing already mm-hmm. uh, on Earth. And in their quick cameo within this book, you know, Johnny. Well, no, actually, it was Ben that shot a flare up that made the Fantastic Four fire in the sky thing. Kind of explaining, you know, we'll always be the Fantastic Four, but you kind of need four. Right. If you have Franklin and Val coming back, that could be cool as far as that family dynamic goes, even though what you're not going to have is Reed and Sue. Right. And one of the parts where I feel Reed isn't needed now in this universe is he is just too genius. And he is godlike power right now creating the multiverse. Is he still, that's still where he's at? That's what they've been doing since yeah. uh, Secret Wars. That's where, that's why the reach, uh, the, the kids they're out helping them create the universe too. That's why they're exploring, saying, ah. let's go check on that universe and see what we can do. Franklin being probably the most powerful being within the Marvel Universe, but, I mean, that's always relative to what we're talking about. Right. So I'm, I always thought back in the day it was the Phoenix Force, but that's kind of just got downgraded a lot. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> True. And then they come when out and be like, back. Yep. Yeah. All powerful. <laughs> yep. So, uh, well, actually, no, the Infinity Gauntlet is the most powerful thing, but yeah, they always have the next one up that they can do. There's always something more, they make more powerful, because if you just had one person that was ultra powerful all the time and didn't have any Mm -hmm. sort of flaws, it would just be that person winning all the time. Now, one thing with the Infinity Gauntlet and and the stones, those haven't been also mentioned or used within two, three years as well. It's been a while. So, it's been a while. And you know, like I, three years, I feel is kind of a short time. I think it's crazy that it's been three years since Wolverine died, air quotes. Yeah. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of these things now coming right. back to fruition. I mean, we already know within Thor, Death of Thor, she's yeah probably going to have her comeuppance and... You know, maybe have regular Thor become right. Thor again. We can call him by his first name. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of things going on. But one of the biggest things, and I didn't even notice it when reading it, because I thought it was uh, Jarvis, who Jarvis hasn't been seen in a while either. And that always upsets me because he's my favorite butler, like more so than Alfred. Oh, I know that will cause some fights. Actually, we should have a battle between those two. And... Battle of the butlers. Yeah. But you have him uh, just uh, sitting at Avengers Mansion, because they haven't even really used the mansion in ages as well, because mm-hmm. they always have the tower and they've used that. 
uh, and kind of like looking out and and this uh, girl uh, Nadia is like asking, you know, is anything wrong? And it's like, no, everything's that it should be. And they kind of show a statue, the Avenger statue, one that has been kind of iconic within the comic books and on covers uh, with, you know, Ant-Man, with Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and uh, Hulk. And then there's a girl in there, and I just saw it, and I go, oh, and that's uh, Wasp. Yeah. But then realized, wait, she wasn't an original no, Avenger. There were no and lady original Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> and who was that chick? And then learning about uh, Avengers, No Surrender, number 675, all the Avengers books are going to be converging into one. And what's going to be happening is going to be a weekly series, which I find... Wow. But when you look at all the other Avengers titles that there used to be, you probably bought like eight or nine a month anyways. So now there's only four a month that you'd buy. That's going to be a lot of writing. Uh, The first uh, story arc is No Surrender. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with this chick named Voyager. Right. Who has always been part of the Avengers. So they say. Yeah. And so... That's kind of the big mystery for readers right now. Her real name is Valerie Vector, by the way. Okay. So I don't know if that gives hints to anything, because it sounds like they're going to try and, like, puzzle piece her in to stuff that we already know about the Marvel Universe by adding little shit to her backstory that's like, oh, I think I do remember. Like, you know, like playing mind games with us. So, like, maybe we do remember this chick. Maybe she was in a comic book once upon a time. <laughs> well, and one of the things like it, it um, it's interesting is like this, this is straight up retconning, but is this another one of the cosmic cubes doing things or whatever? Oh, yeah. I mean, because they're not trying to sneak one past the readers. They're pretty much telling readers, no, this is a person that hasn't ever been there, but for some odd reason, they now have always been here. Right. And this new uh, giant, uh, you know, bad guy for this uh, is coming to uh, take over or whatever. Uh, I like, I saw for um, one of the um, covers as well as it just has a statue with what was the original cover for. Um, it was a picture of someone holding the book of the Avengers. And I can't remember which Avengers it was off the top of my head. Like probably Avengers like 30 or something. And they're holding the book and from it, you get the, you see the original picture, but she's like drawn in then. So it's the iconic uh, original uh, book cover with her added in. And I don't know, I find that kind of uh, cool to, to see, uh, to see that here. I'll show you right here. So, yeah. So you see her, like, the original cover, and there she she is, is just chilling there. Oh, what the hell? And that makes me, it's one of those good mysteries. It makes me kind of want to say, I want to read that. What will that mean? So do you think that she will be a brand new character, or do you think that they're dusting off an old legacy character and trying to, like bring it to a new life because there are older female characters in the marvel universe that were used forever ago and just never used again that we would not remember or know about no for some reason like from what i've 
uh, heard is this is brand new. Like, no one has used this character before. Like, okay. the people writing this now. So this is going to be her name, what her powers are, whatever she is. And we're just kind of sticking her in. Now, one of the things that you then get is, like, all these Avenger books are coming together. Is this a big event? Do you feel like it will be a big event? Well, I think everything Marvel does, they try to make a big event. Well, they've they've said big E-event and small E-event. Oh. And they've said no more big E-events after this. Okay, except they're doing the Phoenix Resurrection in December. But. That's, that's a little E-event. Little E-event. That's going to be self-contained within kind of the um, yes the X books, except for all the stupid variant covers they're putting out for it. Yeah, which but that's well, it's just them trying to take all of my Christmas money. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks. Well, the biggest part of like their their strategy and their thoughts is they don't want to touch every single corner of the universe. Take uh, um, Civil War or in Civil War Two or. You know, everyone gets a hammer or uh, secret. <laughs> Oprah Thor. <laughs> yeah. Secret Empire, Secret Wars, yeah. and all those. Like, those were all the books and all tie ins. Right. Now, what they're trying to do is be like, we have these different kind of brands. We'll have events with them. They could probably have a crossover, but you don't need to be. All the re- books all the yeah, time. All these tie ins. They may right. have like a. You need to read Avengers this week and X-Men this week if they do another fighting for the first time, but that will be... I, and I can see that, because you can't not have, you know, events happening. Right. Uh, I mean, DC has done a good job of not having over-convoluted events, kind of self-contained, like what the Batman books kind of have going on right now. Right. So, once again, Marvel's kind of copying... Well, it's the model that works right now, so why wouldn't you... Yeah, so let's hope that it works. Yeah. Because I'd be a lot happier. I'm totally cool with, uh, they take, well, they, what'd they say, one year or two year? They said they promised no huge event. If in two years they all of a sudden had like a giant, like. That would be okay. Yeah. And then. I would be over the fatigue by then, I think. I think, yeah, me too. And I'd be <laughs> like, bring them all together, some world shattering, this and that, right. so all the books get on board, and then go back to. I'm finally in the Avengers books, yeah. and I can just read those without having read Spider-Man to know who this new bad guy is that's going to take over the world. Right. It's too much. Yeah. But, and I'm I'm still interested in seeing where all of this goes. I have to read the Avengers or this Marvel legacy to really... I, I am actually quite happy that yeah. all the Avengers books are going into one, though, because it got to a point where I was buying so many Avengers books that I had to cut some out and then I had to kind of just pick from the cast even though one of the books had better writing one of the books had like better art and, and you kind of just wish they were all and then one of the one books book. had like better characters that I enjoyed like <laughs> that's the sound of the lenticular cover version of the <laughs> Marvel which Legacy. is always those are always sweet I feel like um yeah they can be it just reminds me, so we have this book that we read this week, and then uh, the Dark Knight's Batman, the Murder Machine, number one metal tie-in, which is a foil cover, so I'm just be instantly transported back to the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All we need, one of these needs to be holographic, which this one kind of is, the Batman one. It's like the 90s rebirth. <laughs> I, and actually, yeah, I, I'm actually, 
having good memories just looking at these covers. Like, they make me happy. Just the shine yeah. from that. Yeah. So... And the art on that is pretty fucking wicked, too. The, yes, the, the actual murder machine that's on the front of this cover is, is pretty wicked. So, Tony and I are both caught up on metal. Our listeners should be, because if they've listened to the podcast, I've reviewed one and two in great detail. So even if you haven't read the books, as long as you've listened to the podcast, you should know what's going on. But it is a good fucking it's series. It's so good. And like I said, I don't read Batman. Hardly ever. This shit has got me intrigued. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly because of now these awesome nightmares. Yeah, these actually are Batman. Like selling yes. it. So, <laughs> well, even the main story, I yeah. was kind of on board. This has made me be like, I need to get these. I love one shots. I love character one shots. It You tell a whole story... And one book, it's self-contained. I don't need to buy five of them. You don't need to buy them all if you didn't care about right. them. But these ones you should. Because I know. I know. They're all interesting to. characters, I think. Well, I'll even say, like, uh, with with this event, there uh, there's the the Dark Knight's Metal books, one through six. Right. You have these, these one-shots the that tie-ins. you don't need to... And there are some tie-ins to a couple of Bat books. But again... That's not then pulling in uh, Justice League right. or or Harley Quinn like so it's a self-contained yes. event which is and, nice yes but it's also got some big ramifications that have been going on with having Dream show up with having the Dark Side baby yes <laughs> cute Just, little Dark Side yeah. baby and his his little rune uh, speech bubbles that I think are adorable but uh, <laughs> they already had uh, the Red Death one which. I missed, so I didn't get to see that one. But basically what all these Nightmare Batman are, are mashups, they seem. Oh, they seem. They totally are. Mashups between other Justice League characters and Batman. Well, one of the things that I loved within, I can't remember if it was this book or the Red Death, where they they kind of explain, like, the, the what-ifs. The, you know, these are the world's, you know... Because even though they're from the the dark universe, which we kind of been saying, like the nightmare world, mm-hmm. they are of an essence made out of dreams, mashing up two characters. What if Batman had right. the Flash's powers? We now got to see that, but in a subverted way, right? Which has made that book and that guy pretty cool. And with this this one, yes, which this one is the mash the cyborg. Batman mashup and my favorite so I'm I'm gonna this is gonna be full of spoilers so if you haven't read this I don't know any way to talk about this book without spoiling it um the thing I love most about this book is the implications of Alfred dying like because as far as I can remember Alfred maybe has died in a couple Batman books but it's never a permanent condition Mm -hmm. like Batman's never had to deal with like his person that raised him dying now his parents died yes but he was very young alfred's been his parent for a lot longer and his only batman's only singular solid always there point in his life i will say yes i yes to all that i do want to bring up one point when i was reading uh the the metal number two with uh damien driving that that truck through the swamp and everything and Batman comes up from the back oh, and was like, yeah. watch, you know, watch where you're going or something. And it was at that point, though, that I I haven't really ever thought of it while reading the Batman books. But, like, how he cared, like, his son is probably the coolest thing that has ever happened to him. Mm-hmm. And when you look at comic books as a whole, 
from the span of when Batman first started to now that he has a kid. Now, time in comic books, as we explained, is kind of weird. And yes. you just he's going to be a kid for a long time. Um, but that that gives Bat- Bruce a different dynamic than what he's had within the 80s right. or the 70s or the 60s right. and going back. Because even with having his Robins, who were children, they weren't his. They were his. He looked at them as his mm-hmm. Well, and, and to have Dick be an adult now. Right. Like, you know, you had that phase where he's now an adult. And he would be sad if that person died. And obviously I read Metal Number 2 before this because this right. came out. I had thought when reading, I was like, man, what would happen, you know... Damien, you know, passed away and, like, Batman just goes berserk. Like, that'd be a cool right. a what if. And I think he did die at one point and Lazarus Pitts came, now that I'm remembering. Isn't that what death in a family was? Was Damien dying? Yeah. Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't believe he's been around for that long yeah. now. But anyways, going back to Alfred. Yeah, so... Just the the fact that Bruce could not deal, like not even a little bit, like he's dealt with a lot in his life and he could not deal with Alfred being gone. Like 0% could he deal with. Like well, he like kept he's... re-watching the death over and because Bane broke his back, mm-hmm. much like Bane broke Batman's back. So I thought that was kind of a cool shout out. But, and then having Cyborg help him turn Alfred into an AI. Yeah, because Batman had all of his, like, consciousness and his thoughts, like, stored digitally. And to also, like, Batman started, like, calling him, like, father. Yeah. Like... But, like, it came off so creepy, though. Like, it was super creepy mm -hmm. when he started... Like, I was not comforted by that. Like, oh, he thinks of Alfred as his dad, finally. It was more like, oh, my God, this guy's got mental issues now. Well, not only that, but then what was even creepier is once the AI program came online. And, of course, while reading this, you're like, something bad's going to happen. And it always happens when you upload a consciousness to a robot. Yes. And just having the Alfred, like, army... May I help you? Yeah. May I help May you? May I help you, sir? Yeah. And when he's done, let me in, sir. Yeah, well... <laughs> Ring, push yeah. the button. Let me in. Can I come in? Well, like, <laughs> it was crazy. So he went uh, off on those who... Like, Batman pretty much sent them to kill all the bad guys. They went off on their own, was what I gathered. Well, yeah, because... To protect him. Because that's what their whole job in life was, right. was to protect Bruce. And when you see Bane scared as fuck... <laughs> you know something bad's gonna happen because yep. he does not get scared easily. <laughs> and it was just, it was so creepy yeah. and awesome because of the creep factor within that yes. part. And how the, then they all kind of became part of him. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's what also is great about these stories. Uh, I believe that one was uh, World Negative 44. Yes. The Red Death was negative. So, like, or negative 52. I don't know. It was one of the world, like, you know the earth where everything is going on uh dc universe is earth zero right in the positive plane i do like that some of these worlds have been the negative like Those reverse the, the upside ones. down yeah. world yes, yes. <laughs> and um, i like that they do flashbacks to how they're created to what they're battling now or right. where they're at well and it ties in i don't so i didn't read the flash one so i don't know if they were battling the flash in that one i'm assuming so because in this one it was that Batman versus Cyborg, mm-hmm. and then 
that's how it ties into his origin. And it's just all the moves were really smart, I think, in this. And it could have been, I mean, it's called Batman the Murder Machine. So that just sets it up for, like, pure cheesiness. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds like it's not You ever, ever, though, you're waiting for, just say the line, get it over (laughs) with. And when Cyber goes, you're a murder machine. And I'm like, there it is. So it could have been just over the top and, like, terrible. Like, there's so many things about this that could have just gone wrong. And I thought it was really well done and fucking creepy as fuck for a Batman murder machine comic book. (laughs) But, yeah. No, I'm fucking excited. I'm looking forward, most obviously, to the Batman who laughs. He's going to be the ultimate one, I think. But... Uh, all of them are really intriguing. I'm like I, that's what, and just I haven't tried to read up on them to to know more. But it looks like one was like an Aquaman woman. Yeah, the drowned is what she's called. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like they're cool fucking yeah. names too. But like, so she's like a Bat woman slash with like an Aquaman yeah. person who's uh, maybe undead. Unclear as to if that's. There's the Devastator, which is like... Is that the big dude? Yeah, he's like Like, he's a, who I was trying to think, like, is that Doomsday then? Yes. Because, like, all these other ones are kind of paired with good guys. Yep. So that one, I'm kind of like, I don't know why that would be the thing. Yeah, they're all, they're all kind of like, what ifs? What if Batman got the Doomsday virus? Okay. That I guess, sort yeah. Of thing. Um, and then there's the one they're doing where he gets the power ring, right? The Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. That's going to be yep. the next one within the series. And yep. that one's... I mean, we've what that uh, we've seen him with the rings before. But this is an evil version. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is like... Well, that's the thing, though, too. When he's doing these, he's not trying to be evil. He is a good Batman in the sense of being... Batman, right? But there's something different. So with the Flash one, uh, he's realizing if he had more time, if he had the Speed Force, he could do more good. And then instead of just Gotham save the world, unfortunately, what they even explain in there is in the Upside Down universe, they those worlds aren't meant to be; they're crumbling. But what they always have is the, and this is why, like in the background, they always have the Batman who laughs whispering to them so he's like the linchpin yeah and creepy uh little robin pets. yeah and he uh he's kind of say but there is a world that that is stable why should they get it beyond us right and he's kind of recruiting these batman to kind of do this whole overall in the main story arc um but that one he wanted the, the speed force and barry wouldn't let him so uh kind of spoil it for you a little bit that's fine they he's had Hooks up the engine to the cosmic treadmill to his Batmobile, knocks out a Barry, ties him to the front of the Batmobile to go into the Speed Force. What ends up happening is, and Barry's trying to argue with him, don't do this, don't do this, Bruce. They kind of merge together. So he actually has a different uh, voice in his head, which is Barry trying to tell him, don't do this. And then there's Batman who's like, I need to to do this and right. to help save Gotham and everything. So his motivation was not evil. It was just, I mean, he went about it. He asked yeah. Barry. Barry said no, because he shouldn't have it. And then Batman kind of went a dick side. So really to me, what this whole series is saying is if Batman, who 
is a great character and a vigilante and always trying to do the right thing, but if he actually was given any sort of power, <laughs> he would be evil as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what this whole thing is about. Batman should never have any superpowers at all because he would be evil as fuck. <laughs> so I think that's what the whole thing. Because remember, what... when he was on that fucking god chair, he was not nice. No. Yeah. <laughs> he was just fucking dick. So that's going to be the conclusion of that story. <laughs> this is the final page. Scott yeah. Snyder. Yeah. Batman cannot have powers. Take away Batman's toys. Yes. <laughs> he can have the shark repellent and that's yep. it. Yep. Uh, God, has he ever... I think actually he did in a book that I read recently because it was a joke. And I forget what it was because I was going to be like, he needs to like be fighting with Aquaman and then just use the shark repellent. But then I do recall him using it. So <laughs> one of the most stupidest things from the 60s show. Yes. Did you guys, when I was gone... Talk about uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, we do not talk about Liam Neeson retiring. No. What did I say though? That was so corny. Um, something he's... about him being taken. I'm sure. Yeah, but he is untaken, or he's finally. I hold on. <laughs> retiring or doing something. I, th- I was hoping you guys would use that line because it was a good one. I just didn't like. I don't know if I believe that he's actually going to retire. Well, I mean... They he, always say that they're going to, and he is old as fuck, but... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but What he, else is he going to do? He well, does have a, a giant penis, I hear, so maybe he's going to be the new human Well, the thing after. is that he was but, retiring from action. It wasn't retiring totally. Oh, just from action it's, movies? Yeah, from action movies. But I like him as an action star. He does the best... Yeah, I mean, who, who knows what's going on with him. His age has finally taken over. That's what you want. Ah, yeah. But <laughs> Well, I bring that up because he's unretired now. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks he's been retired uh, from. And uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to be in action movies again. So he liked that vacation, that two week vacation. You and him were on the same vacation schedule, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see him at Oktoberfest? Did you convince him to think rethink his decision? Yes, I, I did. <laughs> we were on Puke Hill. It's like, let it all out, man. Is that a thing? Yeah, there's a hill there that is oh, called Puke Hill. That sounds terrible. It's like on your way out, and that's where most people, when they're on their way out, they stop stumble and then stop to puke. And... Oh, I would not want to stumble on Puke no, Hill. It's, no. It's got to drink responsibly. Yes. Get to your hotel and then... Then puke in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um I not a lot of news this week that I found, but I did see so the Russo brothers, those are the guys that did Stranger Things, correct? So they are adapting and I knew Deadly Class was supposed to be getting they've been shopping it around for a TV show for a while now, which I'm very excited about because the comic book is really good. It's like The Breakfast Club meets like a Quentin Tarantino movie, basically. Um, so it's just lots of killing and teen angst, right? Perfect combination. But the idea of the Russo brothers doing Deadly Class, knowing what they did with Stranger Things, I think is going to be so awesome. And I cannot wait to see if it comes to fruition because I would be behind that 100%. So uh, something that my buddy uh, told me the other day, they, the, you, you know what pop up uh, um, bars are? 
Um, I know what pop-up anythings are because there's pop-ups of everything that happened now. But are you talking about those inflatable bars? No, no, no. no. So a pop-up bar is, uh, I mean, there's already, there's a building there, but they, they do kind of themes. Okay. Um, and this one in particular in Chicago, they've done a Saved by the Bell oh, theme. Yep. They've done like a video game theme. Um, well, most recently, they have uh, turned it into a Stranger Things theme. Ah. Uh, decorated like uh, the house. Uh, they have, you know, a wall with uh, the lights and everything. Well, most of the times when you do those things, you pay for a license to be able to do that. Right. Um, I know the Saved by the Bell one, I didn't make it to, but my friends <sighs> no, did. I wanted to go and so it was, bad. And it was made it to was look the like Max. the Max. Right, yeah. And the menu was, like, inspired by all that. And that's just fun, and that's cool, and it gives where the bar that kind of puts it on like some much needed, you know, right. revenue and stuff. Well, the Stranger Things one wasn't really uh, brought up uh, to Netflix at all. Oh, in fact, like they didn't really have permission, so Ooh. so they sent a cease and desist uh, order, um, but they did it in the um, in the way of. Uh, uh, what's what's the one kid's name that's uh, uh, on on the show? The curly haired, the cool nerdy kid. I can't remember any of their names right now. Okay, well the one with the lisp. Yeah, that so they, one? well they so they did it within uh, his uh, kind of lighthearted, uh, you know, way of saying you know we don't like these things. Uh, you know the. Uh, this isn't kind of cool, dude. But uh, <laughs> they were also like, probably the nicest thing they could do, though. They said, we will allow you guys to do it for your run that you said of like six weeks. We don't want you to, if you're going to do this beyond the six week run, contact us. We'll talk, you know, legitimately what you can License do. License fees. Yes. yes. Um, Dustin, by the way, is his Yes, thing. but like. Uh, also, uh, like the Demigorgon, uh, isn't as nice as us, so don't piss him off pretty much. <laughs> uh, the letter was hilarious, uh, reading it. I'm just going by memory of, of what it was, but, um, I thought that was a, a good way to send a cease and desist le yeah. letter, but also that they allowed them the leeway, like to not just be, cause they could legally, they could down. say, shut it down. Right. They're like, we love that you love our show enough to do this. Um, Plus, so I know when, like, Halloween last year, when the show first came out, like, we had local bars who were doing... They weren't doing it for, like, an extended period of time, but they all had Stranger Things, theme well, night. Thing, yeah, a like night. That. But that's a thing where they're not going to go out. But when you're advertising it right. for a, like like an a huge thing, yeah. yeah, you can't necessarily get away with, with that sort of... Yeah. Uh, that's straight up uh, infringement. Like it's just so true. I mean, I'm all about creative freedom and stuff, but no, that you're you're going over overboard on that. One thing we did talk about when you were gone was the um, how CW is going to be doing the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch in addition to their Riverdale series. Oh, cause I had uh, heard that they might put her in Riverdale. We think that they're going to start her in Riverdale and then give her her own series because they have announced that they are doing a full Sabrina series and it's going to be dark like the comic book cool. that they're doing right now. Not like the Melissa Joan Hart? No. And actually... Even I, though I love that. I did too. And, and I heard her the other day. She... Because I wondered if maybe... A lot of these shows will try and get people from like 
the pat like Supergirl does it a lot where they get you know the guy who played Clark and Lois and Clark and whatever the hell his name is Superman Dean Kane yes and like Terry Hatcher and like they just get throwbacks from the old series and stuff so I wondered if maybe they would get Melissa Joan Hart to play a character in it and she has straight up said that she has absolutely nothing to do with. Um, the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, nothing Witch. to do or she wants nothing to do? She has nothing to do with it. She actually, and I did not know this, owned that property when she was doing that show. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Her and her mother own their own production company after they were done with Clarissa Explains It All, and they actually bought the rights to Sabrina the Teenage Witch in order to do the television show. Oh, wow. And she directed herself for that entire show. Wow. I know. It blows my mind. (laughs) It blows my mind. So, but I was a little disappointed to hear she wasn't going to have a part in the, in the new one. I was hoping she would be one of the ants or something. I thought that would be super cool. Uh, Well, when they say that now, you know, money will talk and be like, come on, you got to come do a cameo or something or, or other. Um, I finally, so one of the things while, uh, traveling, um, I get like half my comics digitally and I was able to catch up on some things no. and, uh, did catch up on, uh, Sabrina and Afterlife with Archie, although it's not that hard because there's really only yeah. two released in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at, I looked at the dates on the, I was like, holy shit. I know trying to catch up on some of these comic books, but wow. Yeah. That's a series that I... I don't even remember when the last Afterlife with Archie came out. Was it this year? I think uh, June. Was it June? I think one of them came out in June. That was, was Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah. Okay. Because then another one came out a couple weeks ago, I think. Oh, shit. I need to go pick that up then. <laughs> Half the time, I don't know when they're coming but out. But I because... can't even re- The last thing I remember about the Afterlife with Archie is they were stuck in that hotel. And it was like a whole Shining thing going on there. Christmas? No, uh, no, the last one, you're thinking about the Christmas one? Maybe. So maybe it was last spring then, because maybe it was February or March, so every three months, but we haven't. Uh, the last, uh, that I read was, uh, The Pussycats, or Josie and the Pussycats. And they're vampires. Oh, yeah, yes, that? That yes. That was fucking good. Yes. And like, I, everything about this series is yeah. so good, I can't stop raving about it. I know. It's the, it's the... You know what? I, I'm glad that they don't just push shit out that's not ready to be read. And it, it lets me prolong... Because I don't know where the series is going to go. Like, they're going to have to eventually... But even with uh, the one kid who is going to go and marry... Or, not marry, uh, kill Betty. Remember, he met the... Well, Sabrina came, showed up oh, in one of them. And, yep. and their time... Like, there's so much dark shit in that... Sh- yeah. Oh, so good people. Please go pick up that series. Let them know you want more and yes. on a timely matter. Yes. Um, oh. One thing you've been waiting for for a long time that we've talked about a couple times, the last two issues of S.H.I.E.L.D. by Jonathan Hickman, right? Yes. <laughs> They've actually announced that the dialogue for that is complete. So they will be coming out sooner than you think. I don't believe <laughs> I don't believe it at all. No? Uh, that series came out in 2010. Yep was so great and it still is great by by many standards uh the art incredible just the the whole way the story unfolded to explain and i've said it many times before on the show 
to explain how shield has like always been here since like the beginning of time pretty much um you have you know leonardo you have uh you know nostradamus you have like uh tesla like all these people that big historical figures that were also part of shield at one uh era or another and it it just ended with the last two issues and it has been teased multiple times right. and people thought three years ago after secret wars we were yes. finally gonna get and at this point now i feel like it might be a letdown you think so it'll be too late now well it's it's weird i mean i'm glad they're they didn't just say well, everyone's forgotten about it now because no one has forgotten about it but they just as well right there's been many comics that just end and you don't get any resolution i hope that it's great but I can't fucking remember for the damnedest. <laughs> I need to find them in these. It's like I don't even know what box of, they're yeah. in. <laughs> I need to find those and reread them. I saw that and I just had to share because you know we you've talked about it on numerous occasions. I know, and I am quite happy about it. Yes, because I also didn't think, especially with Hickman saying that he was like done with Marvel, and I knew he wouldn't be done with Marvel, but you know he's doing East of West and everything mm-hmm. and the Monday Murders. Uh, if he would ever get back to it. So, and I know the big holdup originally was because the artist uh, got sick, but now to hear that the art actually is done, it's weird though. I guess you'd have the script to have the page layout, but right. you normally I always thought you'd have kind of like the words, you know, or dialogue. So, so it's so? In- it's yeah. interesting. I don't know how. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pick it up. That's for of sure. Of course, of course. Uh, what I was going to transition to when we were talking about scary stuff. <laughs> uh, you ever hear the rumors of a Hocus Pocus 2? Yes, of course. They talk about it every time Halloween rolls around, yep. every year. Well, people are going to be kind of pissed off to learn. And we're not going to really get a Hocus Pocus 2. No. What we're going to get is the Disney Channel making a TV movie remake. Oh, uh, why? Fuck. Yeah. That original movie was so good. That's the thing, like, does Hollywood not understand that, yes, when something is great, it's great for a reason, and remaking it into nowadays doesn't make it better? Are you going to put Batman Lure in it? Probably not. Then I don't want to see it. I guarantee you, like, with all things, they always have to have some cameos and stuff, but if I were them, I would fucking refuse. I would be like, I'm not doing it. Sarah Jessica Parker, like, no, just don't. Stay away. Be your sex in your city, and... (laughs) Well, that's not a thing anymore, but yes. <laughs> well, that could be a thing before, but why would you, this, that's probably one of the most disappointing news I've heard in, in a while. Cause yeah. It's... And, and actually I'd be okay with a sequel being a TV movie. Right. That's not what I'm uh, upset about. Like the budget wise and everything. And if you can't even get these main characters, at least get, uh, something to go from the original movie maybe you follow then the kids are growing up and a new witch right or who created these witches you're continuing the story it won't be the same but it'd be a hell of a lot better than finding three new witches that all of a sudden get woken up now yeah because some of the the things with some of these movies is it's the time that it came out that made it more believable Cell phones weren't around then, so to get a hold of anyone and, and everything. Yeah. God, movies, situations were just infinitely more terrifying before cell phones, weren't they? Yeah. 
and, like, and you won't have, like, I put a spell on you. I love that fucking song. Yeah. Like, that part of the movie, it's like, it almost, like, stops being scary, and then it's, like, rocking, like, and then all the parents are got a spell on mm. them while they're dancing all night. It's just a great Halloween kids movie. Well, the thing is, though, when you look at the, the source material, like, what the witches are saying they're going to do, mm-hmm. th- that's not kid-friendly right. like kid friendly nowadays. No. Like, they're flat out going to eat all the children. Right. And even though I guess some have said that, they do some things that's a bit scandalous in it. When they met Satan, or the dude dressed up as Satan, and they're all about, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> hooking oh, up with him. Yes, yes. God, it was such a great movie. Makes me sad for... For I did Just Disney. <laughs> they just make such poor decisions. I can't believe that they would decide to do a TV movie over just a straight-up sequel. But... Well, it doesn't surprise me the with... The mouse uh, knows best, I guess, With right? a lot of what what they do um all right so uh best on tap this week yes i know that you saw a cover i did it was the um spider gwen cover who you found the artist for and you said his name and i can't remember it right now um it was robbie rodriguez yes and it's just it was it's a great painted cover she looks beautiful in it but the she's just it's a black background with her standing in front of the black background because it's background but the spiders crawling up her look fucking super creepy and she's just chill she's just chill with spiders crawling up her like a spider woman yep. and then i thought though uh the alex ross legacy number one just gorgeous well, and yes the thing alex is ross i i almost feel like we need to have like a a no compete clause with him yeah. where he can't get the best cover no. because his covers are always yes. spectacular. And so with that being said, and also because I believe when we had uh, this particular artist in the running for best, uh, did you even do best on tap when I was gone? No. Yeah. Cause we always forget about it, yes. but I will make sure it happens. Uh, <laughs> when we had Jay Fosgett Running one time with his Deadpool cover, I believe we picked the Alex Ross cover over him. Probably because if Alex because, Ross yeah. is in the yeah. So because of that, we're gonna choose the first strike number four uh, variant cover by Jay Fosgett. Couple reasons why: one, because you have Soundwave being a uh, a lawyer here, and this is one of the Hasbro kind of like uh, crossovers. So you have some GI Joe uh, within it. You also and Soundwave is a a good guy right now right. he is an autobot so he would be you know not being destruction all but but it's it's made in the way of like the old uh i don't know like time like uh rocky and bullwinkle yes. or like the very jagged kind of lines well jay, Rem- jay has a style that is very animated mm-hmm. like old school animated and one of the reasons why we also love it is because uh, we have our buddy uh, Travis McIntyre drawn in the <laughs> in in the background there, and if you look close enough, he has uh, two tattoos. Uh, one of which is just like a fish like bones that on his arm. Yeah. That I I just thought that was just like a perfect touch. <laughs> so that is uh, best on tap this All week. All right. And then we you have... You also have booze in a book. Yes, I do have booze in a book. And the book 
is well we already explained it it is uh batman uh the murder machine <laughs> i didn't know that Lindsay was going to fully review it i'm glad we did get to talk about it more because i was going to kind of just say the reason why we're doing this is because it's so fucking badass it is metal it is hardcore however Lindsay doesn't know what we're doing right now and this is a shot of stuff that i picked up when i was in spain i'm scared you can't really get it here. Is this actually, absent? the real stuff. But cheers. Oh. Uh. Oh. That's totally absent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That is absent. Oh. That's a lot of black licorice. That is. <laughs> oh. Whew. Probably the worst. Pairing. Oh my god. Why did they do that? <laughs> I mainly just wanted you and Josh to do it. My whole chest is on fire. <laughs> So the biggest thing is, this is real absinthe. You can't get real absinthe in the U.S. You can get imitation. Yes. But not made with... And to be clear, Wormwood is not in any absinthe anymore. Yeah, Anywhere. Is. is it? Yep. I didn't mm. think they were allowed to use Wormwood anywhere anymore. No, you can't. And that's why this nah. stuff, I researched it before leaving, picked up two uh, different brands uh, of stuff. The look on your face right now is amazing. You look like you're just This in will so give much... you some weird dreams, man. Yeah. Like, every time I've done a shot of this, my dreams later on that night, weird. And whether it's, like, you know, the hallucinogenics of, like, the wormwood or whatever, I don't know all that shit behind it, but... Right. It's the green fairy. Yes. And so... <laughs> Whew, if you can get burns. Some, If you can get some real absinthe and read this book, you will... You'll be in a different universe. Now, did you drink the you did you drink this at a bar when you were over there? Like the true style where they drip it over the That's also a myth. Is it? No one really does that. I had well, I had it in Canada that way. I mean you well, I mean yes, places do that, but like for Americans and stuff that like where they talk like there's certain ways that you would drink absinthe. You wouldn't just do a shot. You would yeah, that put was a some, lot. You would put some sugar in. Yes. Um, I would I would suggest doing that because, holy shit, I was really scared that that was going to be Malort, so I'm happy it wasn't that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would let you know that you're doing a Malort Thank shot. Thank you, because I, I might vomit. Yeah. <laughs> I might vomit everywhere if that were the case. But Oh, I also shit. picked up a lot of uh, um, some Irish whiskey Ooh. Uh, when we had a layover in Dublin. I, what I thought was mead, but then it was... I realized after I checked out, uh, it was a mead liqueur. Oh. So I'm interested in that. That's interesting. And uh, so I need to open that up and, and drink some of that. Heck yeah. Uh, Good thing we do a podcast every week where we drink and talk about comic books. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I'll be doing my reviews of different uh, different types Fuck of... Yes. Uh, have you ever heard of... And I can't re- remember how to pronounce the name. The Quifetich or... It's like a Irish whiskey, like Q U I F D I C H, Quiffenditch or something. something. They have no. their shit's expensive. Yeah. I did not pick that up, but from what my friends have said, like two hundred bucks a bottle. Wow. Like, uh, for some of the the, That's the type some of brands. One whiskey. of my buddies loves it, um, and a friend picked up some for him. I was going to until like I saw even the cheap ones price. However, they have a winter special reserve coming out, which it's uh, whiskey aged in uh, winter wine casks. Mm. So it has actually a 
a sweeter flavor, actually, which makes me go, like, I really want to try that. Until I saw 800 bucks a fifth. Yeah. 800 fucking bucks. Yeah. Nothing is worth that I I start getting into the $40 whiskeys, and I'm like, that's too much. That is too much. (laughs) I'll stick to my shit that will fuck me up with one shot. Yeah. I'm going to be drunk for the rest of the night. And my stomach is on fire. Like, legitimately, I think I need some water. <laughs> um, well, do we have any Bacarda, Bacarda? I know, Bacard pro tips or whatever. B- boldly go. I think it's probably good that we're giving it a break this week, or we will have to start paying those people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're back, Tony. Well, thank you. Uh, stay thirsty for more Drunk on Comics from the full team. Maybe.